Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. Hello, I'm Durandal Beverly with the Gemini Group, and welcome to Sam Says. On today's episode, we sit down with Dr. Sam Robinson, founder and president of Canary Telehealth, and Carla Robinson, CEO of Canary Telehealth, to discuss the work they're doing in the diabetes space. But first, let me welcome our host, the Sam and Sam Says, Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of I'm Hip. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Durandal? I am doing well, doing well. So we are officially into fall. Some would say winter at this point. I'm going to mix it up a little bit in terms of questions for you. What are you eating or what are you looking at eating in terms of, you know, whether you're making it or some recipes that are on the horizon for you and your family? I am working on perfecting a broccoli cheddar cheese soup. It is my Mm. son's favorite soup and uh, trying to find a recipe I really like. Okay. Sounds good. You know, that's, I have a weakness for that. So if you perfect it, I'm going to show up. and I'll let you know. With some good sourdough bread um, and a a hearty red wine. Okay. All right. I'm going to definitely hold you to that. (laughs) Let's bring in our special guests. Uh, Again, we have Dr. Sam Robinson and Carla Robinson, both of Canary Telehealth. Dr. Robinson, Carla, welcome to Sam Says. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you both being here. And uh, same question for you before we officially dive into it. Carla, we'll start with you. Same question. Uh, colder temperatures are here. What are you looking forward to making or eating during this season? So we've got a kind of the least common denominator in our family is turkey. Everybody in our house um, has different dietary preferences, but we eat that. So I do a lot of dishes with that. Um, So one I'm working on is a ground ginger turkey wrap. Um, So it's got coconut aminos, ginger, garlic, uh, green onions, and we put it in a lettuce wrap with uh, cauliflower rice. Wonderful, wonderful. That sounds great. And uh, Dr. Robinson, same question for you. What are you looking forward to uh, to, to either consuming or having made for you <laughs> as, uh, as we get into the season? <laughs> well, um, one of our traditions, uh, we like to go out on Sunday morning um, at the service and we go to this restaurant that has these pumpkin spice pancakes that they only serve during this time of the year. So I'm looking forward to having that opportunity to have that again, because it's been about a year since we've had them. Fantastic. Between the three of you, I'm very, very hungry to start the, uh, start <laughs> this interview. Uh, but that was a great way to start it off. But uh, let's, let's dive into today's discussion. So uh, for both of you, uh, let's level set for our listeners. Can you provide a background on Canary Telehealth and how your organization is addressing diabetes? Sure. So um, we use technology to improve access to care and help close gaps in care, um, particularly working with the underserved population. Um, So our services are a combination of telehealth, uh, call center services, and frankly, physical in-home services where technology can't do that last mile. Um, So the objective is to reach people in the home to supplement and support what's happening in the clinic. Um, So we do a lot of work with um, people who have a range of chronic conditions, um, and and obviously diabetes is a key one. Um, So for example, we're working with a high-risk population 
um, who go to the hospital a lot, the emergency department a lot. And the goal is really to reduce those acute episodes and avoid complications of diabetes. So we're um, provide nurses that help monitor them and really keep them out of the hospital and help them better manage their condition. We also have a rising risk program. Um, so people who are, um, their blood sugars may be more in control, but we know that every year about 20% of people who are more moderate in risk migrate to the high risk category. So we call them rising risk and we're trying to help them manage that condition and get ahead of that. So that we work with them, providing them um, an opportunity for self-management with an app where they can input their readings and symptoms and get automated feedback along with education, health tips, reminders, educational videos, and that kind of thing. That is so helpful, uh, Carla, for you to lay out. And I, what I, I like that you've pointed out is sort of that rising risk. I think that when we don't think about this critically, we sort of see people, we've, we've risk stratified there in buckets, but what we fail to often talk about is that they're not stagnant in that, that bucket, that people in high risk, we can move them down to moderate risk. Um, or even low risk, uh, depending on their situation and, and disease management, like Canary right. Telehealth does. But we can't just focus on high risk because there are those folks in that moderate and even that low risk bucket that Absolutely. are, as you've called it, I love that rising risk and sort of that vulnerability um, that can shift them up. And, and especially if they have a chronic disease that's not being managed um well, but but we've been working together, Dr. Robinson, um, or uh, worked with one another for quite some time. I love talking with you guys because I think Canary Telehealth just does amazing work um, and is really always on sort of that cutting edge, but never loses sight of the person. Can you sort of talk about what your goal in founding Canary Telehealth uh, specifically as it relates to addressing diabetes was, I mean, sort of building upon, you know, the information Carla's already laid out for our listeners. Sure. Um, one of the things that we found when we started to come up with the idea of doing canary telehealth is that people were in their homes and they were then going back into the hospital and they would be readmitted um, over and over again, like pretty much in, in the computer language, old computer language, a do loop. And so uh, that's Fortran for those that are listening. Um, but um, so, and we said, as opposed to just allowing that process to continue, there's a way to interrupt it and to change the course. And so we wanted to introduce technology into the, into the mix to be able to see what's happening before it gets to the critical stage of having the person having to go back into the hospital. And if they could get to that primary care doctor earlier and tell them what's going on, then we would actually be able to prevent a lot of the complications that we see. And actually, uh, Samantha, we've actually had a great time at that. Our results have been um, actually extremely good. So for instance, in the high risk, we've had 40 to 60% hospitalizations reductions. And we've had double digit uh, reduction in ED visits with the high risk category. And in the rising risk, we have seen substantial increases in preventive screenings and increases in annual visits. And from the members themselves, they reported increases in their behavior changes. And the numbers that we're giving out are numbers that some of our customers have given to us as a result of looking at the claims. So it's not our pie in the sky wishing. These are real numbers. That is amazing, Dr. Robinson. Um, and, and 
I do appreciate that you've pointed out, like, this isn't even just our analysis, which obviously, you know, you would want to paint in the best light. I mean, that's what we all want to do, but that's actually the analysis of your partners um, at, at the health plan space saying, you guys are really knocking it out of the ballpark. And, and I think you started to talk about this, um, but when we talk about prevention um, with regards to diabetes, we're often talking about pre-diabetes and trying to, you know, sort of get people on a better path to avoid diabetes altogether. But you know, that's not always, that doesn't always work out. Right. And, and there's that secondary prevention. And, and I think you've talked about this a little bit, or we sort of, you know, that rising risk, but how does Canary Telehealth work to address that? And, and sort of, can you dive in a little bit deeper and sort of talk about it on all facets um, and, and the ways you uh, address sort of that secondary prevention? So if someone has diabetes, you know, I grew up with elders in my family who had diabetes. And when I was young, I just thought that if you had it, leg amputations, blindness was par for the course. I didn't realize until I was doing consulting work in the diabetes care space and thought, wow, people just really don't understand this disease and how to manage it. So education is a huge part of it. So one of the, so some of the things we're doing are the diabetes care labs. So every year people should get, you know, there's, you know, protocols around getting A1C, kidney screenings, but a lot of people aren't doing those. And so that's that last mile that I mentioned going into the home. We have a medical assistant goes in the home who gets that information and make sure that it gets to the doctor. So that can be monitored and any adjustments that need to be made can be made. Um, diabetic eye exams. So we go into the home with the retinopathy, um, with a camera to take a retinopathy exam and get that to a remote ophthalmologist. And um, blindness due to retinopathy is 98% treatable if it's found early enough. Um, so we really aim and we're seeing huge increases in screenings for that. So these are the types of things. You've got diabetes, but what are the um, preventive mechanisms that you do that you should take in order to avoid the complications. And, and we're seeing, um, you know, the evidence is there in terms of increased screening rates, increased annual visits, right? A lot of people are not in care, are not going to see their PCP. So increased annual visits, um, which we're ecstatic about. And the last piece I'll say, because this is about people learning to manage their condition, not just and what the care system is doing to them or for them, that people report that now they know what their numbers mean. Now they understand what to do about them. They were just taking readings before, if that, but now they know what to do about them and they're able to have a better informed conversation with their doctor. That's magical. Oh, I'm so glad you pointed that out, Carla. I'm what I'm, I am like the worst uh, patient sometimes. Like I go in, they check my blood pressure and they say some numbers. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, wait, what does that mean? And I realize like, I'm not alone, not, you know, just not on blood pressure, but on anything of, if you're just taking these numbers and you're not really engaged in your care, you haven't had somebody sit down and really take the time to educate you as a patient, then you taking your blood uh, sugar levels, like doesn't, really help if you don't really appreciate what it means and how to get them under control. Absolutely. So a quick story around that is that we had a patient who was AFib. And so she was going in and out of the hospital. And then once we came involved and was actually, she was on a high risk program. And when we, after we had her on it for a year, everything changed. 
because she then was able to go into her doctor and hold a conversation. She didn't press the panic button and says, oh, I need to go to the ED because I understand what's happening. And that's a result of being on the program and now understanding what the numbers really mean. And that's a fantastic idea of being able to help people to that level. We're happy to be in that position. Oh, I love that because it is, you know, I, I think people just assume, oh, you know, patients who are using the ED too much. They're not engaged in their healthcare. They, you know, and it's not that they, it, it's almost sometimes that they're, they are concerned and they don't know exactly what their numbers mean and what's the best course. And so they know the emergency department's there. It's been there before. And so they turn to them because they don't have a better appreciation of their own health condition and potentially that trust in that relationship with their PCP. And so I'm so glad that Canary can step in and use that personal approach uh, to help empower the patient uh, to navigate the healthcare system in a better way for them to achieve better outcomes because nobody wants to go to the ED, especially now. Oh, sure. And, and I'll tell you too, it is, it's expansive in how we, once we get in and we help those individuals because there's some folks that are not aware of some of the benefits that the plan has for them. And in the process of talking to our, our folks um, the nurses, the inmates, whatever. Now, all of a sudden, they said, oh, I didn't know I could get that. Oh, how much does it cost? No, it doesn't cost you anything. And so they are ecstatic, and you see changes. And these are not things that are actually being measured, but it's just simply happening. I love that you point that out because it's something we've seen at the health plan level, too. It's just not a full appreciation for the comprehensive nature of the Medicaid program and for the added benefits that the health plans have, especially around diabetes care and potentially home delivered meals for seniors or for others. Like there are benefits that the health plans have healthcare wise and social determinant of health wise to care for these members. Um, and, and we just need to make sure that the members are aware of them and can connect with those services. We're still getting people on the app when they're asked about whether you're taking your medication and why haven't you, we still get responses like they can't get to the pharmacy or they can't afford it. Right. Just, you know, and this is a Medicaid population where, of course, those things are covered. So um, it, it's been really helpful to connect people to the resources that are already there for them. I'm so glad you pointed that out, Carla, because something that I like try to stress all the time on in these conversations is that like, like when the general public talks about the high cost of pharmaceuticals or delivery fees for pharmaceuticals or, you know, what, you know, high cost of healthcare, I just want to stress over and over again, like Medicaid covers that it, it, there's a budget pressure to the state of Illinois, but never to the Medicaid recipient, the consumer, and the, the Medicaid fully covers your diabetes medications, your uh, hypertension medications, and, you know, not to avoid care out of fear of cost if you have Medicaid coverage. That's not talked about enough uh, when we hear these news reports of high costs, and I think it does deter people, even though they won't bear the brunt of that cost, because the healthcare safety net is there. And something I want to you know, make sure we talk about because what you guys do at Canary is so, at least in my mind, from my vantage point is so unique is you have the technology, you have remote patient monitoring, you know, specific diabetes screenings, and you couple that with your, your app, but then also the in-home visits. I mean, you really sort of wrap around services around um, a member in a comprehensive way. And at least to me, it seems very unique 
Can you talk, you know, about that work and how you sort of arrived at the realization that that, you know, that comprehensive approach uh, was really a best practice? Absolutely. So my background um, before um, joining Canary was 16 years of management consulting, um, very consultative, very part, very much partnering with folks. And I bring that um, to the work that we do with the health plans. And so we started out with, you know, remote monitoring and, and all that that entails. But we work very closely with what is, how does that work in this organization? They have their own care management team who have, and they want to use their nurses then we'll do the administrative portion of it, the technology and user support and all that. If they don't have their nurses or don't want to staff up for it, then we provide that. So it's really starting with what's the problem we're trying to solve, right? What's the problem we're trying to solve? And how do you, and it's generally around a care gap, right? And how do you close that care gap and what's needed? And we find that it is a combination of traditional telehealth, but it's also phone outreach, right? And so that's how our call center ended up expanding. Um, and it's also that physical in-home piece. So I, I think that really, and, and you know, and Sam coming from an engineering background, right? Which starts with defining the problem. So we both share that perspective of, of starting with the problem and partnering with our customers to um, bring those wraparounds that are needed to address it. I, I like the way you framed that about what's the problem? What are we solving for? And, and much like in the care coordination space, it's those care gaps, right? It's what isn't a member receiving and and why? And, and you know, there are a lot of parallels to, and, and it sounds like you work in partnership often with the plans around sort of that care coordination perspective, um, but that comprehensive approach to healthcare, uh, how, you know, what, and Dr. Robinson, you've sort of talked about this a, a little bit already with that amazing success story. I mean, what have you seen of sort of outcomes of your approach from both, you know, the human level, but then also, um, you know, statistically, you talked about decreasing in ED visits, decreasing in um, admissions and in, in improvement in care. Um, but do you have sort of some other examples, I, I know you do, of, of success um, in your comprehensive model? Here's one um, thought that I just thought about another lady who was a patient and she was with the plan that actually had our services and she was a dialysis patient. And so she was at the clinic and the clinic says, hey, if you go at this other company, you'll get this benefit and it'll help you here in dialysis. And so she switched over. And then when we came to reclaim the equipment, she started crying because she did not realize that she was going to lose the benefit of having that nurse help her out. And she said, and these, this is a quote, she said, Dr. Robson, I'm so sad because I know that I am now going to go back to the hospital more times than I want to be there because I saw the difference myself. And those are the kind of things that actually talk about how we really do impact the individual. And then again, she, she was a dialysis patient, but she saw the change and she was getting healthier simply by being able to take those measurements, have someone respond to her in a timely manner when she had a question, or even if she didn't have a question, they just called because they saw something that she did not recognize. Oh, I, I'm, I both heartbroken, but thankful you pointed that out because there is sort of a difference. I think that sometimes we think telehealth is telehealth and remote patient monitoring is remote patient monitoring, 
but there are best practices and there are ways where you can really impact how a member receives care and how you empower a Medicaid member. Uh, and then there are ways, you know, where perhaps there are gaps. And so, you know, what Canary Tell All does is just, it's that comprehensive approach that you don't just find everywhere. And it's a comprehensive approach that members recognize or that patients recognize. Sure. We take, we take it extremely seriously um, to the point that um, the different groups of whichever service line, they have meetings about it uh, weekly to find out what's happening with different patients. And actually, why aren't we having better success to be able to help this patient get to the right point that we need them to get to? So then they'll have conversations around this particular patient. And, you know, we're working with thousands of people, but when their numbers are not in the right place, then that individual comes to life and it becomes a topic of the different staff meetings that we have to figure out how to get them there so that it is personal. The whole idea of being a canary in the mind, we work extremely hard at actually bringing that thought to life inside of each individual home that we provide service in. And it's not a matter of, oh, well, you're taking care of thousands. We let one go. No, each person is extremely important. And if there's a problem with it, then we work hard to solve it. I I told my own personal physician when going in and he didn't answer a question that I had. And I told him, I said, you know, if I say that to my customers who are the chief medical officers, oftentimes I would get fired and I fired him. And that's the way we take that approach to each individual because we said, This company brought us in to improve your condition. That's our job. We're going to do it. Even if you don't like it and you get mad at us oftentimes, that's okay. We'll get through it, but we'll get you healthier and you'll like us on the other side. Wow. I think that that is, uh, I was going to ask you for a definitive takeaway for our listeners to kind of wrap it up. I don't know if, I don't know if I can ask a better question that you could have answered better than the way that you just wrapped it up there. Um, we are, of course, going to have to cut it there. And, and I appreciate uh, Carla and Dr. Robinson, you joining us today for this great conversation on, on a fantastic topic. Uh, I hope that you both will be willing to come back and have a conversation with us in the future, if you don't mind. I would be more than happy to because we want to talk about the area we're moving into is maternal morbidity. Some of the same labs and monitoring services that we do, again, in partnering with our plans, they're asking us, this is where they are seeing priority and we're here for it. We'll be happy to talk about that at some point. Thank you for the offer. We accept. Fantastic. And we'll also be following up about those recipes as well. (laughs) So (laughs) we will hold you to that as well. Uh, We appreciate you being here. Sam, before we close out, uh, fantastic conversation with both Carla and Dr. Robinson. Give me one key takeaway uh, that you have from today's conversation. Oh, it's so hard. I always love talking with Carla and Dr. Robinson. And now I have like, my brain is running with a million questions on maternal morbidity. Um, So I'm excited for that conversation. But I think when I look at this conversation as a whole, and when I look at what Canary Telehealth does as a whole, what stands out to me is that it's not just one piece of the puzzle. They use technology, which is critical. I mean, in healthcare, we're one of sort of the slowest industries to evolve when you look at sort of, you know, where like telecom started and where we are today. Um, You know, so they have an app, they have patient, remote patient monitoring, but then the recognition that healthcare doesn't work with technology alone, you need that personal touch you need that personal engagement. And so having the call center, you know, having clinicians reviewing the information and that and that personal approach and in-home nursing, you know, I think it just shows us what 
it can, what the results can look like when you have that full package. Um, and that, you know, technology alone is never going to be our answer when it comes to healthcare. It's an important piece, but it's not everything. You need the personal component. Okay. All right. That's a great, uh, great point to close, to close out on. Again, a special thank you to trusted partner Canary Telehealth, Dr. Robinson and Carla for joining us on today's episode of Sam Says. If you enjoy what you've heard, I encourage you to visit the I'm Hip website at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net to learn more about what the association is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one today. I also encourage you to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner like Canary Telehealth, I encourage you to visit the website again at imhip.net to learn more. On behalf of Sam and the team at I'm Hip, I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Sam Says. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>